0: Get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at That's seboc.com. That's dot com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com.
1: Yes, and welcome back. This is Dr. Jeremy Lookabaugh. I'm an industrial organizational psychology consultant. You can find out more about me at seabach.com, of course, and also with my organization, Turnboot.com. Along with me today, again, is Christopher Dixon. He is also an industrial organizational psychology consultant, as well as a people analyst and process improvement specialist. Hello again, Christopher.
2: Hey, how you doing?
1: Doing well, doing well. Today, we're going to get into the potential of a unique workforce, which is those with disabilities. And you have some really interesting thoughts on this in terms of how we can move this forward, both process and application-wise.
2: Yes. The disability workforce, not entirely a misunderstood workforce, but they're a misused workforce, as far as I can tell, because... A lot of companies see disabled individuals as a problem, as an expense, as... Oh, we'll have to accommodate them. The disabled workforce, when it comes to the expense of accommodation, really doesn't cost all that much to accommodate them. Set up a desk, set up a computer screen reader for someone who has vision problems. So the the cost problem isn't really a problem. The disabled workforce is more; they're more likely to work harder and work longer than your stand. 100. Abled person. And I don't have the numbers with me right now, but there are numbers to back that up. And they're just as capable as you and I.
1: So you mentioned the the cost aspect. And when we, if we were to be, to talk to an organization, to someone in charge of that, and they might, well, maybe not out loud, but they might mention the cost aspect, maybe in talking with friends or significant other. If they were to dig a little deeper into possible other reasons that might, and just in the back of their head, maybe not entirely consciously, be providing a resistance towards the potential of that unique workforce. What do you think other reasons might be, other holdbacks?
2: Other reasons might be... It might make their workforce feel uncomfortable, but that's that shouldn't be on the employer. It should be on the workforce because when you get to know people is when you get to know anyone, you feel uncomfortable. Maybe it's a gradual process of getting used to someone who's maybe different, someone who's in a wheelchair, someone who maybe walks differently or who can't see as well as you or I. So that can be a stumbling block. I don't really see any other reason why an employer would show any resistance to hiring a disabled individual. I should put it, there isn't any really, really any other reason why they should have any resistance.
1: But truly, you know, through your work with organizations and you're talking with other people in organizations, it does, it does happen. So it seems like there's no question there.
2: Yes, there's, it definitely happens.
1: On that. So again, we go back to messaging and we talked about this on uh, one of our previous episodes about the messaging of the importance of assessments and determining doctors working to helping increase rather than take away from the patient experience. So how does that messaging go? And it seems like this one might be a little more difficult because it seems like employers might have a hard time admitting maybe that there's a problem in order to have that open conversation first place.
2: It's true. But when with regards to messaging, when people walk into a place of work and see diversity and inclusion, Inclusion, they're more apt to want to use your services. They're more apt to want to be in that environment because it tells them that you're more open to differences.
1: So you're, you're looking at this from the standpoint of if organization, if, if employers and recruitment teams might not be looking at this directly, the messaging could be, you know, it's the old what's in it for me. So message it in terms of, look, you have organizational goals to meet. And if you're having a difficult time overcoming this, Look at how you can better meet your goals. And that's when you look at the things that you look at, study results and data.
2: Yes. And plus, there are a lot of bonuses that come along with hiring disabled individuals. The state governments, federal governments, they look more kindly on your business. There are tax benefits, financial benefits. We discussed accommodation. The state, state of New Jersey where we are, they'll they'll often pay for many of the accommodations that disabled people might need.
1: I can imagine some people some people listening thinking, okay, so in terms of organizations understanding more the potential of this unique workforce, there seems to me just for me personally a little bit of wrong feeling of why hire for the wrong reasons just mm-hmm. to get tax breaks or breaks on this or that or to get how is it managed so that people be that organizations start to do this for the the truly right reasons.
2: Oh, well, that's when you look at the skill that these people have.
1: Which goes back to what you said in one of the previous episodes about looking deeper into your workforce, yeah. taking that time, having a conversation, observing and looking at the interesting perspectives, productivity styles, methods that different people bring.
2: Right. Like just because someone is disabled doesn't mean they're not skilled. So you look at the skills you don't look at the disability, just mm-hmm. put that aside, make that secondary. Look at the skills that the person brings.
1: I wonder if it becomes a chicken or the egg thing when where the messaging, is it helpful for the messaging to start out with, okay, look, there are unique skills that come with this unique workforce. And they are hard, you mentioned earlier, they're more likely to work harder, more likely to stay late. There's also productivity increases, and then also benefits through the government and also how your, for your company brand with diversity and inclusion, being more open to other people in your workforce. So I wonder if it's that, where that's the messaging and employers latch on, get more comfortable. And then all of a sudden, now they've real So, they're starting to hire more of this unique workforce. And then down the road, they're realizing, wow, we're so glad we did. And then they start hiring more for the right reasons.
2: It could be, yeah. They might realize these are people who are skilled and bright and capable, and then they'll start hiring more.
1: And I, I bet many people out there, and I as well, are thinking of personal friends and family members who fall into these categories and have had some of the struggles with looking for jobs throughout their lives. And this is a conversation that definitely needs to continue on. On that note, how can, this seems to be a passion of yours to talk the subject. Is there a way that recruiters, those in organizations who are looking to explore more or even other organizations who are advocates for this unique workforce to get in contact with you? Is there an email address you wanna share in addition to what I'll do is I'll post on the CBOK company website on LinkedIn when I post the podcast with your LinkedIn for. Is there an email you want to share?
2: Yes, definitely. My email is Christopher Dixon, Dixon with an X, 68 at gmail.com.
1: Excellent. All right. Very glad we had this. Let's continue the conversation. Christopher, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you. Excellent. This is Dr. Jeremy Lookaball. You can visit us, cbock.com. You can visit me, termboot.com. And thank you again, Christopher. We'll sign off until next time. All right. Thank you all.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast.